Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest into the author's alley. Lisa Johnson is the co-founder of Been There, Got Out, a high-conflict divorce coach and certified domestic violence advocate who has successfully represented herself through scores of court appearances. Her case was published in the Connecticut Law Journal in March of 2021 and is now being used as legal precedence. Her live testimony helped pass Jennifer's Law in Connecticut, the third state in America, to expand its legal definition of domestic violence to include coercive control. She and her partner, Chris, the male half of Been There, Got Out, coach people in high-conflict relationships, divorce, custody battles, and co-parenting hell, so they have a chance of the best outcome in family court and beyond. They also offer a weekly legal abuse support group, for those dealing with narcissistic opponents in legal matters. Their book, Been There, Got Out, Toxic Relationships, High Conflict Divorce, and How to Stay Sane Under Insane Circumstances was just released in February of 2023. It's a really good book. And so with all of that being said, Lisa, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you so much, Dory. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm excited to share you. So I would love for you to take us on your journey that has led you to now be doing what you are doing. Well, I definitely didn't fantasize about being a high conflict divorce coach when I was a little girl. I did fantasize being an author. So that came true. This is actually my second book. Let's see. So backing it up, I was with my ex-husband for about 20 years. We were married for about 18 and have two kids. We're now 19 and 23, and I thought I was the last person who would ever get a divorce. We didn't fight. The, I didn't understand what domestic abuse really was because most of the time it was invisible. There were no physical marks. And I also remained very independent throughout the relationship. But then let's just say I found out he'd been living a double life the entire time and took a couple of years to really plan my exit and do things very carefully And then when it was time to finally leave, or I finally got him out of the house, I figured we'd have a fairly amicable divorce because I figured, okay, he's a good person who's done some bad things, but he always struck me as a very good father in some ways. And so I just thought, well, we'll both want the same thing. We'll want to finish this up and spend as little money as possible and move on with our lives. And instead, the opposite happened. The divorce took a year, cost $100,000. It's nine years later. I am still in the legal system. I have a trial next month with him in Connecticut. Luckily for me, it's been mostly financial matters. He's also disappeared from our children's lives, like within a couple of weeks of our separation. And it's not what I expected, but 
<laughs> that's what's really led me to become a um, high conflict divorce coach and understand what legal abuse means because my divorce has been so different. Um, my divorce, and I should say post-separation abuse, which is a term that that's the type of uh, domestic abuse that occurs after getting out of the relationship. So I've learned so much along the way. I've also luckily met the love of my life, who happens to be my business partner. And we've been together for nearly eight years, and we started this business. We both came out of these long-term toxic marriages with kids, and we've turned our mess into our message, we like to say. It's amazing. You know, we say it all the time, women start with why. And so often businesses happen because of your why. What has made you decide to become this divorce coach and what sets you apart? So my background was as a high school English teacher and I'm also a professional writer. And so, um, and I loved my job. I was like a workaholic when I was a teacher. Everything in my head was a lesson plan and something I could do with my students. And then I, I took a break from teaching when I first had my son and I kept thinking I would go back. But by the time he went off to college and my daughter went off to college. I was in court all the time and especially representing myself because I didn't have any more money to spend on, on all this post-judgment, like after the divorce was over and I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't afford an attorney. And in the process, I've, I know I've saved, I've been told well over a million dollars. So I thought, well, every time I have an interview for a school, I'm doing this, maybe I should figure out something different. And then COVID happened. And so Chris and I were doing some business stuff. We had some ideas with Thinner Got Out, which actually started as a book idea. Then it, it was going to be an online workshop. Then COVID happened, and we decided to really niche it down instead of dealing with people involved with toxic relationships. I thought, well, my issue is this legal stuff all the time. And I found out that there's a word for that called legal abuse. It's also called stalking through the courts, litigation abuse judicial terrorism, paper abuse. And I thought, there's nothing out there for people like me. And I think I'm going to start something because I found out that if in America alone, and we have clients all over the world, at least 80,000 people are dealing with this. And so we started the Legal Abuse Support Group in April of 2021, thinking eh, if a couple people join, it'll just help me if nothing else. And it just exploded. And then Chris got his high conflict divorce coach certification. I had been certified as a domestic violence advocate. And I really say I got this excellent education in the trenches of being in the court system dozens of times by myself. I also have, have had wonderful support along the way from um, my old divorce attorney, my dad and, you know, Chris, certainly, and just any resources I could get. And, um, and I've, I've prevailed, which is incredible. And in the process, I really learned to grow up and gain a tremendous amount of confidence. And so with all this experience and everything we've done, we thought, okay, we have the female perspective, but we also have the male perspective. So we have some things that are a bit different, plus my success as a pro se you hear a lot about how if people don't have money, they just lose in family court, but that's not true. That I can speak from experience. I have not had the dollars, but I have learned so much along the way. And I feel like we are so good at what we do because of the experience we've had and also being able to be role models in terms of our relationship with, with finding true, healthy love in midlife. Because the people that come to us are totally overwhelmed and terrified. So to be able to say, I'm still in it, like I'm dealing with it too, but I could show you how to turn it into background noise 
and have you still live your life because this is not going to end anytime soon. But you're still going to have to get through it and you're still going to have to be as great a parent to your kids as you can because they need at least one healthy parent. So we're going to have to we say a friend of mine came up with the hashtag from puddle to ninja like we're gonna have to get you back together and turn you into a warrior but you gotta you gotta learn how to do that so we we also talk about a marathon mindset and not just that it's going to take a long time but all the training that's involved in in getting through this this process which often takes years you know it's amazing because i never set foot in a courtroom getting divorced my children's dad and Lucky. i I'm very lucky. And it's so funny. My pastor said, you know, you should write a book on how to have a successful divorce. I said, it's a really short book. Literally. Remember that you actually loved each other enough to get married and have these kids and that they are not the pawns in the chess game of your life. If you follow those two, pull your big kid pants on and step divide up your lives. It's amazing to me. Because, and let's face it, you know, all of the narcissistic personalities, all of these abusive things that go on, how do you realize that you are in the midst of this and how do you move on from that? That's a great question. And, and like we said a little earlier, most people don't realize what they're in. It's like there's, there's signs along the way that something is really wrong. But I think that's where social media often comes in because people start to learn. They start to educate themselves. Often it starts with Googling, like, why, what does this behavior mean? And then the word narcissist will float up. And it's not always narcissism, but it's like abuse, abusive behavior. Like, this is not healthy. And so you start learning. And I mean, we, we have, Chris and I have all kinds of educational slides, we call it, that we make with like little pictures. And one is the light bulb. And we talk about what was your light bulb moment? And often it's not just one, but there's several. And you start realizing, I'm not crazy. I'm not the crazy one, but there's something really wrong here. And when you start connecting with other people who have the same experience as you, it's mind blowing. And you think, how could I have lived this way? So part of our legal abuse support group is we don't just strategize for court, but we talk a lot about our experiences. And especially because so many of our clients and people that come to that group have children, how can we help our kids get through this? Because unlike your experience in a high conflict relationship, one person is actually doing the opposite. They're not trying to finish the divorce. They're trying to destroy you. So the goal is not to take care of the kids. It's, it's irrational, and that's why these cases have to be approached so much differently, because most lawyers and most people think, well, why don't you just do this? Like, that's what most people want, but you don't realize you're projecting your own values onto someone who may have some mental health issues and is not interested in doing what's best for the kids and for the family and for saving money. They're interested in thinking, okay, this relationship didn't work out, so I feel abandoned. And I don't want to confront the fact that I'm a failure as a spouse or as a partner. So instead, I'm going to play the victim and make you the villain. And to convince everyone around that if I didn't do anything wrong, I have to go after you and basically scorch the earth and just ruin your life. So it's, it's different goals than people in a regular divorce. And we don't realize it till it's happening. Like I said, I never, ever expected what happened in our situation. Are there red flags that go up to let you know that all of a sudden, wait a minute, this divorce, this separation is going to be a high conflict one. It is not going to go smoothly. That is such a great question. And, and actually, when I met my wonderful divorce attorney, he was the first person I met and I instantly knew it was right. And within 20 minutes, he said, 
Lisa, you're going to have one of the bad ones. And I was like, How, what? like, what are you talking about? Because remember, I said, I thought my ex-husband was a good person and just had done some bad things. And so later, after it was all over, I went back and was like, Eric, I want to, I want to interview you. I want to know how you knew. So this is actually content in our book. We have a few indicators of high conflict divorce. Number one, unaddressed addiction. When someone is actively an addict, when they are not in recovery, their judgment is impaired and they, they're not, they don't even make decisions in their own best interest. So it's very hard to navigate anything with somebody who is, who is not in their right mind. The next is mental health, which can be similar. When somebody has mental health issues, their judgment is, again, not the same as a rational person. So it becomes difficult to um, guide them through the process as everybody else is. Another thing is when somebody thinks that they should not be financially responsible. So a lot of times if one person, often it's, it's the man who's been the husband, if that person's working, they'll say, well, I'm the one who earned the money and you don't have any money. So what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine too. So even if your money or you've done things to pay the bills and I put money into retirement, oh, it's my retirement. I don't have to share it with you. So that makes things really hard. And along with that, number four is hiding of assets. So everybody is supposed, in order for a divorce to happen, you have to show what you have so you can be split it up. But when one person thinks everything is mine, they will hide money, they'll hide property, they do all kinds of shenanigans, and they won't cooperate with a process called discovery, which means show what show your stuff. And so that delays things and can cost an enormous amount of money. It's one of the most common um, factors in legal abuse. Um, the next is actually if someone is in an abusive relationship, like domestic abuse, the emotional abuse, I don't know if you've ever heard the term hoovering. Do you know what that means? I do not. Okay, so hoover is the British word for vacuuming. So hoovering is a term used to suck someone back into the relationship. So it's a way to keep someone coming back. And this happens a lot at the end of relationships. And so when an abusive person, they'll do anything they can to stop the process of separation. So they'll say, they'll be mean to you. They'll threaten you. They'll say nice things to you. So when you're moving through a divorce, it, you, can, you have to make decisions and, and proceed with the paperwork. And when someone's in one of those um, cycles where they keep going back to their ex, you, you, you can't, it drags out the divorce. You can't move forward. Another indicator of high conflict divorce or separation is anger that does not subside. So most people, four to six months after splitting, they realize, okay, every, I mean, everybody fights at the beginning. Everybody hates each other. But, you know, money's running out. Like, we really need to come together and do what's best for the kids. And it sounds like, luckily, in your situation, you're able to do that. But in our situation, as time goes on, the person gets angrier and angrier. I told you my ex-husband just sued us for $4 million in defamation, which we, victory, luckily got thrown out of court. But this is like nine years later, and he's still going. It's like he just won't stop. So that's, that's our, our other indicator of these situations. Wow. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to our sponsors. And we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. 
We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Healing Through the Arts, a wonderful creative program by Arte Gallery and sponsored by Visit Bucks County down in New Hope, Pennsylvania in February, March, and April. Join the team at Arte Gallery and showcase wonderful artists who are healing problems through the arts, whether it's a sickness and illness, miscommunication, barriers on cultural divides or racism and things. Everything is addressed through the creative process. Join us for classes, lectures, and beautiful displays of healing through the arts at Arte Gallery. For more information, log on to artegallery.com. That's A-R-E-T-E gallery.com. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit BrainLoveHealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we are back here on Word of Mom Radio. We're talking with Lisa Johnson, who's the co-founder of Been There, Got Out. I have to ask, because you said you're this great attorney. How do you find a good divorce attorney? Because to me, that's such an oxymoron because most of the time it's not their job to get you through this smoothly. It's their job to feed that conflict. So how do you find the good one? Okay, so the way I found mine is I asked a friend of mine. I was lucky. I had a friend who worked in the court system. That's one of the scariest things. It's like, how do I find an attorney? She recommended someone she had worked with him decades before, and she said he's just a really good person. He has a lot of integrity. And so that was, that was great. Another thing to do is to ask people you know who have gotten divorced if they like their attorney. Sometimes if they admired their ex's attorney, because we've met people who said, I wish I had had my ex's attorney because they did a really good job. Just ask around. And there's a website called AVO or AVO, A-V-V-O.com. 
and lawyers are listed there, you can look them up. But usually word of mouth, if you can just find people, if, if you know someone who has like similar situation to yours, ask about it. Now, again, it's hard to know if someone's high conflict in the beginning, but you have to keep in mind that when you do meet an attorney, it is good to consult with different people because you want to feel like you have a good rapport with that person, just like with a therapist, because I'm telling you, that person might be your best friend for a while and you have to trust them. They have to be your ally and your advocate. We do a lot of partnering up with different attorneys from all over the planet. And there's a Canadian attorney named David Morneau that wrote the forward to our book. We all support empowerment through education. And so we put a series together called The Client as Consumer. And we've done a couple virtually, but the one that, that we're going to do live in person, because he's coming down for our big, big book launch party, it's called The Client as Consumer, How to Advocate for Yourself with Your Own Attorney. Because many people feel like the things get out of their hands and they, they really have to learn that you are a team and it should never be that the lawyer is proprietary and makes you feel like, oh, I'll handle this, you know, and, and you just listen to me because this is your life and your family and you're really just a business transaction to that person. It's nice, they care, but once your case is done, they're moving on and you have to live with the results. So it's really, really important to make sure you have a good fit. And if it doesn't work out, you know, people change attorneys. And in the book, we have a whole section on um, good questions to ask an attorney, what to expect from the relationship. But you do need, the bottom line is you need to feel like you can trust whoever you're working with. But keep in mind, again, that a lawyer's job is limited. Their job is to translate your case into law. But the problem with, with people like us is we're so needy. We're coming out of these crazy relationships and we're like, oh, you know, my lawyer knows everything. Like I'm going to ask that person for emotional support and, and send them everything that happens. And that runs up the bills. Lawyers aren't trained for that. And my, like I said, I have a lovely divorce attorney and he's like, I don't want any of your clients, Lisa, like just too much. That's where it's important, not just to find a really good attorney, but to find other resources like a therapist, high conflict divorce coach, you know, hopefully if you have friends and family, Everybody needs to be part of that, that team to support you to get through this. Are there ways when you are involved in court with somebody who's got that narcissistic personality disorder or other different mental health issues? Is there, are there things you can do, Lisa? Absolutely. And, this is, and, and it's, it's funny because when people end up on our doorstep, the ones who are at the very beginning of the process, we, have, we call them our babies, like the ones who are just filing or just about ready to go. Um, or nothing's been decided, even if they've been in the system for a while. So even though they're the t most terrified, we always say, you have the most power because you haven't made the expensive mistakes yet that other people make. So this is an opportunity for you to do it right instead of losing custody and then having to file a modification and go through all of that. So um, one of the most important things you could do is educate yourself on personality disorders and other issues. If you feel like your divorce doesn't seem to be going in the right direction as smoothly as it should be, educating yourself is important. Connecting with people, getting in uh, support groups, that, that is really important. There's a book I'll recommend by a guy named Bill Eddy called Splitting. That's about divorcing someone with a cluster B uh, personality disorder and how different it is. He runs a thing now called the High Conflict Institute, but he used to be a social worker, and then a family lawyer. So he's very schooled in it. And that, that book really helped 
get Chris's, my partner's divorce done, his divorce took three years and cost $300,000. So one of the things we also help people learn to do is take what we call strategic oversight of their case. And again, it means realize that there's certain resources you use for certain things and others that you don't, but not to be terrified because nothing is permanent. So even if you mess up, you can go back and that this is going to take a long time. But when you realize also that it's very, it's a predictable process, these people are monstrous, but they're very predictable. We know they're going to call you an unfit parent. We know their attorney's going to bully you. We know they're going to claim that you're alienating the kids. So a lot of what we really focus on, and this is where my education and writing background comes in, is what we call strategic communication, which basically lays the foundwork, the, the foundation for a case, because everything is about paper trails and proving patterns of behavior over time. So that's a big, I'd say that's the biggest defense is educating yourself and learning how to communicate properly. So fascinating. As we are wrapping up, it's amazing how fast it goes. What do you want to leave our listeners with, Lisa, and how may they reach out to you? Okay. So I want to leave you with the thought that no matter how long you've been this person and no matter how deep you think you're in that you can't leave, it is very, very hard to leave. You know, we know it takes an average of seven to nine times to get out and it's terrifying and you feel like there's nothing, like my life is going to be over. I'm financially dependent on this person. Like I can't imagine anything except this, but when you can get out, you do need a lot of support, but life is so much better on the other side. I mean, I think about the things that I tolerated in that marriage and I just thought, well, I signed up for this. I made a commitment. I'm going to stick to it. And just at some point, it really becomes more painful to stay than to leave. And just understand that many, many people have made it out and are so much happier. And often there's somebody that you're supposed to meet later who's going to really value you as a person. So please just have hope, get support, understand, you know, don't beat yourself up for, for not seeing it sooner. Everybody blames themselves for not paying attention to the red flags, but it's human nature because we trust people that we love. That's what I'm going to leave you with. Have hope and get support and start educating yourself. And the way you can find us, we're super easy. Just look up Been There, Got Out anywhere. Our website is beentheregotout.com. Our home base on social media is Instagram. If you do at Been There, Got Out with little underscores, you'll find us. Um, we have a very large and engaged community that does a lot of, we don't have private Facebook groups. We have public commentary. We do loads of content. I do generally two long-form interviews a week with professionals involved with domestic violence, family court, healing, anything to really educate our community about how to get through this, what it's really like, and how to, how to move through it properly. We're on TikTok. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter. We have a podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Our book just came out. Again, it's been there, got out, toxic relationships, high conflict, divorce and how to stay sane under insane circumstances. That's on Amazon. It's on Wordy. But we're very easy to find, and we're very responsive. You can send us emails at lisa at beentheregotout.com, chris at beentheregotout.com. We will respond to you personally. You can sign up for a free call with us to see if and how we can help you. We're like cheerleaders, so we're always like, let's do what we can and try to help get you out of this as you and your family as unscathed as possible. Well, that's the way I like that ending. I really do. Because it really is about getting out as unscathed as possible and doing what you have to do for your kids. 
And I like that you point out in different parts of your book how staying together for your kids is the worst thing in the world. That's a whole other conversation. It really is a whole other conversation because, believe me, as a Christian woman, I knew the most Christian thing I did was getting out of a marriage because I didn't want my children to think this is what it was. Right. And both my boys have wonderful wives, beautiful families. My daughter was doing her thing. I, it's, the best thing for you because it is the hardest thing and reinventing your life is never easy, but it's worth it. it so is. I thank you so much for sharing your work and your commitment to helping people who have been there and got out. All of the links will be live. You'll be able to find the links for the books and everything on wordofmomradio.com. So I thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Really, Lisa, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Dory. It was my pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, we're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is strong. She